0: The beauty of the local church and why we gather each Sunday is that God has a word specifically for you that he has given to me to give to you. So you may be, you know, you can learn a lot from other pastors and other sermons that are better, but at the same time, you're not going to get the word that is for today, for you, for this purpose, for this church, where we are in Red Bank.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 22 of Raking Coals I can't believe that we're already 22 episodes in I'm so excited to do this one I'm one of your hosts, I'm Cody Haggard And with me as always is the one and only Josh Fousey Hello Josh, how are you today?
2: I'm well I'm good I'm excited yeah
1: I'm excited too because we are bringing another episode of raking Calls where we have a special guest with us today joining us on the podcast is a man by the name of Steve Brown Steve would you like to say hello hi
0: everyone how are we doing
1: Steve it's so good to have you on here for for anyone who's listened to the podcast for a while you all might have heard me refer to a church out in Red Bank New Jersey that I used to serve at as family life director and Steve and I served there together and Steve at that time from 2015 to 2 I'm sorry 2013 to 2015 what was your role at the First Baptist Church of Red Bank 2013 to 2015
0: uh, well, at, at that point, man, I had I had many roles. Um, <laughs> Very true. I, <laughs> a lot of different hats. I and as as you know my story, Cody. But for those that don't, I, I was a uh, I was a finance guy. You know, I um, I, I worked uh, in downtown Manhattan, the Wall Street area, and uh, brokered mortgage backed securities, and so when everything kind of blew up in 2008, uh, I had lost my job and, you know, I've always been active in the church here. Um, and so, you know, when things got a little rough, I, I, I approached, uh, you know, the pastor time, Ty, pastor, pastor Ty, as you know, Cody, and I, and I, and I said to pastor Ty, Hey, look, you know, if there are, um, you know some members uh, some pr- probably some older folks members in the in the church that need to get you know have some work done I'm a pretty guy I'm kind of a jack of all trades master of none guy he painted houses in college and all that sort of stuff you know yeah. and uh, I said you yeah, know yeah, I'm, I'm pretty cheap I'll you know do the hourly wage and you know if you you know do some work and and pastor Tower's I was like I have so much work around here at the church you know I'll hire you to do it. you know we we're, we're celebrating our 175th anniversary this year and the, the church is almost as old so you can imagine the amount of work that uh, needs to be done <laughs> on, a, oh, on yeah. a daily basis here just to just to keep this thing going right absolutely so, yeah so so pastor ty put me to work and you know one thing led to the other you know i started with just doing carpentry and painting ended up doing the website and tech and putting in you know video cameras and i didn't you know didn't know what i was doing to, at start but you know i'm a quick learner and so was doing that so kind of a fill the gap kind of guy you know like we, we our, our youth guy uh, um, left and uh, so i was doing youth ministry for a while and um, gosh just you know leading small groups and just kind of his the pastor's sidekick and, and doing stuff with him as well as you know like i said i was doing tech i was doing video i was doing Youth. I was doing uh, just about any that uh, fill the gap kind of thing that a, that a relatively smaller church uh, needs, and so, so that's that's basically my gig and uh, what I was doing until um, as I, as I was still looking for another job in the finance area. Uh, you know, I, I I thought my I didn't ever felt a calling into into church work. Um, I was kind of using it as a way just to you know try to make some money, try to pay you know some of the bills at the time so but but god god is sovereign he's got it. he had an amazing plan for me and and though we went through some uh difficult stuff through all that um you know losing the house of foreclosure and uh, all of our material assets and so forth so you know we went through some stuff but but god is god is good and it's it's quite amazing how it all worked out
1: yeah, it's it's a great story and I know that one thing that I I really picked up on Steve is that you have the ability to just learn just about anything. You, you know, you like you mentioned you were the tech guy. You learned all this stuff about setting up the auditorium for cameras and having a Uh, a whole full-blown camera setup in there learning the website doing video editing audio editing uh, photo editing and photoshop and all of that for for the website it was pretty it was pretty cool to see you continue to learn how to do new things and I kind of when I got there you had already taught yourself how to do that and Um, when, when it comes to to ministry, it seems like being able to learn new things and adapt and do new things seems to be pretty valuable. And I think you're really a, a testimony of that, someone who constantly is learning Constantly learning how to do new things, and then of course in the realm of theology and biblical study, uh, you constantly studying, finding ways to grow, finding ways to to get more knowledge. And so, how did you go about? Because now uh, I'll I'll give a little spoilers. Now Steve is actually a, you know he is a pastor at the at the First Baptist Church of Red Bank. So so how did you go about? First of all, coming to how did you come to the knowledge of the fact that you wanted to be a pastor? And then what were the steps in the processes that you had to go through to, to get into that position, I guess?
0: Yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy because I never signed up for this, you know? This was, right, <laughs> yeah. What? <this> was, <laughs> really? Yeah, no, this is definitely a, uh, a calling uh, that God led me into. Uh, uh, I don't want to say unwillingly, but let's just say it, it wasn't on my radar. I, uh, I, I had gone to... Uh, uh, Dallas Seminary online back, I, I started in like 04. Um, I was uh, working downtown Manhattan uh, during the attack of 9-11, you know, I was, I, was, I was a Christian at the time and all that sort of thing, but yeah, through that whole thing and through, you know, what a lot of us went through down there, uh, it, was, it was difficult. I, I don't wanna say that, you know, I had a crisis of faith or anything like that, but, but I will say it exposed to me through that whole process of how weak my faith was. Um, and how I um, I kind of turned to uh, you know old habits and and, and, and things uh, to get me through some of that rather than really digging deep and, and going into uh, uh, a deeper uh, relationship with Christ during that. and And so at, at, just like the prodigal son, at, at, at some point, you know, uh, I came to my senses, you know, it drove me to, 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 want to go to seminary. Uh, and again, this wasn't, a, a calling in the, in the ministry at all. This was just for me. I, I just needed to, I needed to know what I believed and why I believed it. Uh, seminary was awesome in that respect as far as, you know, when you're forced to write down, you know, stuff, why you believe it, really kind of think things through, uh, you don't realize it until you're tested. You don't realize it until you're actually trying to you know, put into words what you believe in your faith, you know, because um, it's easy for us to say, yeah, 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 I believe that. But then, you know, when, when things get rough uh, and you're tested, you know, you kind of wonder, well, do I really believe that? You know, do I really trust in all this? So I, I, I wanted to go to seminary for that purpose. Uh, I, I'm i a goal setter kind of guy, so I knew to keep, uh, to keep accountable to digging deep uh, into the Word, I, I would need that kind of a Environment where um, I'd be forced to write papers, forced to discuss these things, forced to read—you uh, know—to get a good grade and so forth. So I, I knew that would work for me. So I I, I signed up to for uh, uh, Dallas uh, Theological Seminaries. They had a um, a uh, certificate of graduate study. It was 30 credits towards their uh, MDiv. Uh, so it was great. It's the same courses that they, they teach in their MDiv program, and uh, so it was challenging. It was great. It was my first experience with online education, which I found awesome for me. You know, I mean, uh, you know, in college, you know, I, uh, you know, some of these things I'd fall asleep half, you know, through, right. this, yeah,
2: you know, it was,
0: and it was awful. You know, I, 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 it's funny. I got when I graduated from college, I was like, okay, two things I'm never going to do, and, and that's get a master's and run a marathon, yeah. and I've done both. So never say never, but. But online education for me was uh, was awesome, you know, because you know I could sit at for. I'm fine at four o'clock in the morning, you know, to to listen to something, and I'm I'm awake and I have my coffee and everything's great. But you get me around three o'clock in the afternoon, and you know, forget it, I'm done. So, so it just worked well just to be able to 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 do the learnings at that time. But that 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 just really you know helped me uh, to get closer to the Lord and work through a lot of stuff that I was dealing with on a personal level. So. Uh, fast forward now, you know, I said 2008, I lost my job. And, um, so I'm still looking for a job in finance. Kind of uh, what I used to do is, uh, vocal, you know, voice, voice brokering, that kind of went away for the most part, at least for what I did. It's mostly, uh, you know, electronic trading platforms kind of took that over. So really couldn't get back into the work that I used to do after all that. So I was kind of reinventing myself. Right. So I tried to get onto the compliance side of the business and, uh, you know, I got certified in anti-money laundering and, and all these different things to try to get a job with, you know, the SEC or uh, one of the compliance side of, of, of finance, you even applied for like the FBI and uh, things like that. And uh, I just, you know, couldn't get that job and, you know, kept trying. And, uh, you know, at 40, I don't know how old was I at the time, 48, 49, uh, you know, yeah. things. You know, guys just weren't hiring. You know, these uh, us middle middle manager type folks. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, so it was it was difficult, and, and things weren't were doing doing well on that side. So, so again, that's that's how I kind of got involved with the church church related stuff. You know, I just just kind of did what I could. You know, to make uh, to make ends meet and scrambled. You know, I was actually ended up doing some of the finance the books for the church at, at one point. You know, start uh, swish this over to QuickBooks and and uh so yeah just kind of again doing everything like i was even the church secretary for a while you know answering the phones and uh, <laughs> and printing bulletins you know what yeah, so, yeah i mean, I, mean I, I i've pretty much done everything in the church which which was actually pretty good as far as training is concerned you know uh you really get to uh to know how the the, the inner workings of the church and you know i've been a member here since like 1999 so you know i everybody knew me you know uh uh which could be a good or a bad thing I guess. but but um uh so yeah so so here we are and uh so here i'm i'm like church secretary uh website guy uh whatever else i was doing and uh you know the senior pastor takes off take another uh, job was called to another area you know he wanted to be closer to his parents who were uh, getting older so i totally get that he was from uh, the ohio area Uh, one of you folks out there uh
1: one of us ohio folks
0: ohio folks you know (laughs) those
1: ohio boys they are
0: different from those other new jersey folks you know but uh so much nicer what's that hey don't bash it's so much nicer don't bash bash, the probably nicer people yeah
2: but in any event so uh they're just in a hurry to get somewhere that's honestly how it is So he, he went back and uh, and so we were like
0: you know usually in, in the in the Baptist uh, denomination way of doing things you know we get a uh, you know I get a pastoral search committee together right and they uh, they start getting resumes in from various pastors we start within the uh, denomination and then you know we'll, we'll look at anybody that you know. Uh, that that is that matches up with our probably more conservative theology where we are uh here at our church but um so they were interviewing folks and going through the motions and and you know cody and i were uh, uh pastor ty left in february of 2015 uh and so like i said cody and i and, and another gentleman uh, pastor russ jones so uh, we were kind of filling the pulpit responsibilities and i and i didn't stop doing all the other stuff i was doing right and so we're doing all that stuff and then and then and then cody you know, got his opportunity out there. And so then it was just Pastor Russ and I, so we were doing that. And then uh, the congregation kind of got used to this kind of co-pastor kind of system, which was, was nice because uh, Pastor Russ is, is uh, older than I am. Uh, has a, He's an excellent teacher uh, of the word. Um, so for those who like to be challenged in that respect and be taught uh, that way. His sermons were more that style. Mine were, you know, I'm not as smart as these guys, you know, so my my sermons were a little lighter. You're plenty smart. But but, but people, you know, some people like that just because they're a little, maybe a little more relatable. Who knows? You know, everybody likes different preaching styles. And so people got enjoyed watching, you know, every other week we would, we would switch off. And so uh, the congregation kind of liked that, you know, something different. Didn't hearing the same, not hearing the same guy every Sunday, and uh, and so all of a sudden the the uh, pastoral search committee was kind of leaning maybe in that direction. You know, maybe we should start looking for two. And and it was at this time, as I'm as I'm, you know, doing some of the pastoral um, uh, responsibilities, you know, I started feeling, I started feeling this call, you know, uh, and you know I. There were other times in, in my life where I felt the Holy Spirit was leading me in a certain way. You know, I had applied for another job in another church. Um, you know, I, the, the, the process, okay, so first I'm looking for a job in finance. Then I was looking for a job, you know, someone told me about, you know, the exec, executive pastor position that you have in some of these bigger churches where, you know, having a finance background as well as kind of a pastoral kind of background, that, that actually works. I mean, the problem for me, you know, applying for jobs is here, now I've been out of work for a few years. Uh, so I have like two resumes right I got this resume that, that ended in 08 that was my finance stuff and then I've got this church related resume you know how how do you blend that you know I mean like, right. Totally different, right and so and so I heard this executive pastor thing I was like, oh this is this is a great idea you know now I can kind of blend the whole church stuff I'm learning with the with the finance background stuff and so I put together a resume for an executive pastor and that and that worked and you know I had Vander uh call me if you guys know them they're a Church search uh, uh, firm and uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, great organization. I got, yeah, I got a great uh, interview. Uh, you know, for a church, actually a church that was 10 minutes, 15 minutes from my mom. So you know, I'm thinking okay. that this is where I'm supposed to end up. You know, I'm thinking, oh, God's plan is perfect. You know, and that didn't happen. So, so I was kind of, uh, you know, when I when I felt a, a, a nudge or calling and and I felt the Holy Spirit work and I'm like, you know, I've I've been wrong, you know, before, so <laughs> I want to make sure that that this is right. So I, I said, you know what? I said, Lord, if 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 you're calling me to be a pastor at this church, then you got to make it happen. You know, I'm not going to apply for the job. I'm not going to do anything but just keep doing what I'm doing here. And if you want me here, then you're going to have to speak to uh, the pastoral search committee, and and also speak to my wife because it was funny. I, I went. At first when I said the the Barb, I go, you know, I, I feel like I'm being called into ministry. And she was like, Hey, wait a minute, you know, I didn't I didn't sign up for that. You know? <laughs> so I was like, Well Lord, you know you have to call my wife, you know. So so here I am in this in this spot, you know, I'm really starting to feel this, wow, you know, I'm kinda I'm kinda liking this. You know, I'm I'm really enjoying uh you know, preparing for a sermon every 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 week. Um and and again, I and this is what's amazing. This is what I really I, I would like everybody to hear. Um, I had no skill set to be a pastor um, of a church. You know, I, I, am a, I was good, as Cody had said, you know, pretty good at learning stuff and being a jack of all trades stuff. But as far as having the, the compassion and the love and the empathy and the skill set to, um, to stand in front of people, uh, in, you know, public speaking, uh, I, I had none of that uh was actually fearful of that uh and, and and not only that i didn't have the full education i didn't have an mdiv um and i could say the way my brain works i've probably forgotten more than i've learned you know all, <laughs> throughout the years so yeah uh, so i had that whole thing going i'm like you know i i, I do I, i'm starting to love it i'm start. i like counseling people i like doing the sermons but you know i'm really not i'm not equipped um uh, innately, and I, 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 I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have what it takes. If you know, if you looked at a resume of, of my skill set, you know, it, it wouldn't have matched the pastoral skill set. Um, uh, but, you know, so I, so in order to do it, you know, I, I really started relying on the Holy Spirit. Uh, I, you know, for the first time in my life, you know, you know, I, I'm in finance. It's, it's, funny as a, as a Christian in the business world, you're like. You know, okay, I need your help over here in this area, Lord, but, you know, as far as my job is concerned, I got this, you know, I've been educated, I, you know, I know what I'm doing, you know, and, and so you don't really don't rely. And I didn't know what it really meant to completely have my whole life rely on, on the Holy Spirit. You know, I just, you know, I did. The, the stuff I, I, I could do myself, I did. You know, it's kind of this separate life. You know, I, I could do this stuff over here. I got, you know, I don't need your help with this. But over here, I, could, I need the help of the Holy Spirit. So finally, now I'm in a position where I'm like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and, and not only don't I know what I'm doing, I'm, I'm being asked to, to preach the Word of God. You know, to stand in the pulpit. And speak for God. I mean, I was like, you've you you got to be kidding me. The you know the I just started to think of the overwhelming responsibility, and not only that, that you know that God would um, you know holds me to a higher standard. And I uh, I'm like I I I need desperate help here, and I did. So I I just I really every day just kind of. Had this, you know, I don't know what you have in store for me today. Just fill me with your Holy Spirit. Enable me to do whatever it is that that you need me to do. You know, whether it's, you know, somebody that's in a crisis that needs to talk to me or um, whatever the case may be. And because uh, I didn't have the, the skill set. And and all of a sudden I'm, I'm seeing God using me or working through me, you know, for his glory. And I'm like, this is awesome you know this is this is what jesus meant by the abundant life this is this is incredible this is a better feeling than you can get from anything else in life to, to be able to touch somebody else uh someone else's life with with god's love uh, it's i was like i i gotta figure out how i could do this you know yeah uh, so that's kind of what what started happening you know I, and and so i, I started you know, so I went from looking for finance jobs to looking for uh, executive pastor jobs to then like I, I feel like I'm I'm called into full time pastoral ministry. You know, I'm I'm really feeling this. And and so like I said, I was like, you know, I went back and I, I prayed about it and I said, you know, I've been relying on the Holy Spirit through this whole thing. You got you know, you just whatever you need me to do, you know, you, you but you make it happen. And that's kinda of what happened. I prayed that prayer and uh The guy heading up the uh, pastoral uh, search committee, not, I mean, it was within a week, you know, came up to me and said, would you have any interest uh, in being, you know, the pastor here? And of course, I was like, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I've, I've, in all honesty, I've kind of uh, gotten used to this co-pastor system. I mean, maybe you guys ought to look for a, a guy that's younger than me as well. Uh, that I could work with, uh, and you know, uh, you know, he could reach folks that maybe I, I can't relate to any, you know, anymore, and you know, maybe we could, you know, do that, uh, and, and and so they, they did, and and they and they found Jared Marie, who's uh, I guess thirty five ish, uh, young family, and uh, I'm fifty eight now, uh, so the audience knows, um, and uh, you know Jared is, you know, he's one of these very intelligent uh you know uh, very well educated yeah, uh, yeah. I, I call him like the absent-minded professor sometimes you know he's one of, he, he he's the guy that, that that loves whiteboards you know he's got stuff drawn out and and, <laughs> and 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 vision vision and he you know so he he is such he compliments me so well because you know i I fly by the seat of my pants sometimes and he's got everything organized and so he plans out our our sermon uh pretty much all of our sermon, um, sermons and our, and what we're going to do. And, and then, uh, and so I kind of, so he, he's been great. And so, so working in a co-pastor system has been been wonderful for me. So it's just the whole story and it really speaks, it really speaks to God's sovereignty. I mean, this, this is nothing that I, I claim for myself. Um, and, and another other thing, you know, I, so, so I lose my job, right? So we're, we're losing everything. I'm bleeding, you know, I, I, we, we went through, uh, we went through my savings pretty quickly. I mean, I, I was used to making a, a decent amount of money. What I did, I had a mortgage, you know, based on that income. Uh, so it wasn't long, you know, uh, once it all stopped coming in uh, to start losing stuff. You know, so we went through everything. You know, we went through uh, all the savings. had had quite a bit of debt, um, and then you know, the house was the, the house was foreclosed on uh, in January of 2015. Pastor Ty Lee's in February of 2015. Barb and I uh, moved into uh, her dad's uh, condo up here. He goes down to Florida for the uh, for the winter, but but he was coming back in May. So we, we had a we were like, what, where are we going to live? What are we going to do? And, and not only that, how can we afford? I mean, you remember up here, Cody? I mean, oh, the yeah. rents around here oh, yeah. just to get a place that's somewhat livable. I mean, you're talking 2,500 bucks a month anyway, you know. Uh, and, you know, the church was, you know, it pays well, but not, you know, not, not that it, well. I, not. Was, yeah. And with the debts and everything that I had, it was just, you know, the the numbers weren't going to match. So I was like, how's this going to work out? And, and and so this all kind of, this worked out and I end up uh, in the parsonage here, even before I was called, you know, the, the idea was, you know, look, I had this building empty. Uh, let's get Steve in there. And I, and I promised to do some work. So I was like, I, the idea was that I'd get it all set up nice for whoever the new pasture is going to be. Right. So we painted all the rooms, Barb and I, we painted all the rooms and put in new window treatments and, you know, did a lot of maintenance around the thing. And then, uh, as it turns out, uh, I was doing it for myself. Uh, so <laughs> there you go. It's, yeah. Right. It's, it's just, it's such a good thing. I didn't, you know, skimp on it. I ah, forget it. Sort of uh, but, uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> God's timing and all this the blessings you know it, it was a it was a difficult road but I, I I look at it and I think it might have been Rick Warren that that said you know sometimes we look at life where you have these hills and valleys and he was like no it's, it's like two train tracks you know you, you go through stuff difficult stuff but God also there's there's blessings at the same time if you if you look for them and 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 there really was I mean it was a difficult time that we went through but at the same time it was a very blessed time. It was a time where I got closer to the Lord. It was a time where I spent, you know, a lot of time with my kids when I was out of work and, and, and going to all their sports events. It, uh, he, he the Lord just blessed us all the way through and his timing is perfect. And I never would have thought of I would have end up where I am right now and, and and here I am. And it's it's awesome. You know, so
2: that's cool. That's a I, that's an awesome testimony. Yeah. Honestly. It's just it's that's crazy. You can't write it that. Is, you can't make it up.
0: You can't make that up. It is it is crazy. But but God is good. I'm here to testify that he's good. And, and if folks out there are going through a difficult time or in between jobs or in between something, I mean, just, just hang in there. I mean, he is a good God. He is a loving God. He is a God that will bring you to the end of it uh, for a purpose, for a purpose, and a significant purpose if you let him. Uh, I mean, you know, to be used by God for his glory, uh, to reach people that, um, that don't know him. There is no greater life. Uh, so I, I just want to encourage folks out there to, to just hang in there and, and he will in his time, you know, probably out a left field, you know, maybe something that you're not even expecting, but uh, he will bless you and he is good. He is good.
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. And Steve, you said something that I actually I I don't agree with because you said that you weren't a very smart guy and you weren't as smart as these other guys. I disagree with that, Steve. We were we were like the theology buds, man. We got we got into stuff and. And uh, you know your stuff, man, you do your studying. I the, I know I know you know stuff. So anyone who's out there, don't don't take Steve's word for it. He knows a lot. <laughs> this, this guy, this guy's really well, smart and and he is he's grown so much uh, even since the time I've known him because Steve, I will from time to time,'ll I'll listen to your sermons and I have seen over the years uh, just a great improvement uh, in your delivery and your messages. I've always loved listening to you. And, and do you're doing, you're doing a great job uh, from my perspective.
0: Well, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I, I equate my brain to be one of those old computers <laughs> that only has so much memory. So it, it's got to delete a lot of stuff to learn a lot of stuff. So <laughs> that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I roll from week to week. Yeah, you know? uh, that's how you pull it I'll off. Sound, I'll sound good for five minutes, but ask me 10 minutes later. I don't remember anything <laughs> I said.
2: Uh, so I have a question for you. Sure. So going from private finance industry and Wall Street to being the pastor over at First Baptist, how has life changed? Like what, like going from working (laughs) in the private sector to going to working for a church, like how, what does your life look like now compared to then? Wow. I don't play any golf
0: anymore.
1: Uh (laughs) (laughs) No golf. Yeah. Golfing's expensive out there on the East Coast, man. It's it's no joke.
0: Yeah. yeah, so you know, not doing that, not, uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Well, being being uh, in the city, being uh, and having uh, an expense account, uh, pr- pretty much an unlimited expense account. You know, we Barb and I had a, had a nice life as far as material stuff and all that sort of thing, and uh, and it, it was it was enjoyable. But at the same time, you know, it's funny the, the things that you think that you are important in life. Uh, the things that you need. Uh, when you go through something like that, and we had to purge so much stuff, I mean, when the house was uh, in foreclosure and had to get rid of all this, I mean, just, t- it, it, it broke my heart, you know, as, as i'm I'm getting I'm trying to get rid of stuff, you know, I'm giving stuff to my kids. i'm I'm selling stuff. If it doesn't sell i'm I'm, I'm tossing. I, you know I, I'm running out of time, I got to get rid of. and I'm tossing pretty good stuff, you know, like golf clubs. and throw, you know, and it's I, I couldn't sell them. And and it's like I wasted so much you know so much money on things I thought I needed you know and and so now I would say now life is is so much it's simpler you know uh, we don't have a lot uh, you know we're still we're driving both driving uh, you know fifteen year old cars and uh, you know all all of the, the the material stuff is is gone you know a, a date night for us is uh, you know ordering a pizza. Uh, so you know that, that sort of stuff has all changed. Uh, the work life has totally changed. I mean, obviously, I commuted into to New York City. Uh, we had a nice uh, a nice commute. We have a ferry uh, service, um, so it's about a forty five minutes uh, commute from from where I am to uh, downtown Manhattan. But you know, not having to do that anymore, and just yeah, it's just way more laid back, way, way a lot simpler. You know, I don't have all the the stuff. You know, I mean, we had. Uh, we had a place in Vermont for skiing. We had all this other, you know, club memberships and all these other things that we got rid of. And I, it's it's having a simpler life is just it's it's blessed. I mean, there, I mean, not to, I, I'm not going to say that some days I drive by the golf course and go, oh, you know, I would love to be out there. But <laughs> but overall, I would say it's a simpler life. It's a it's it's more. I don't want to say it's an easier life, you know, because it, it, it's not. I mean, dealing with uh, you know the the pain of what people are going through. Um, you know, again, having that responsibility to ensure that on Sunday the, the word that you bring is is actually God's word to the people, to the congregation. That's a that's a that's quite a responsibility. And I don't take that for granted. So there's a lot of prayer involved and there's a lot of research involved to make sure that that, that happens. I I always tell my congregation, and you can find yeah, you can find a better sermon you can you know online than the one you'll hear today i mean you know andy stanley and i mean there's there's other there's guys out there i really like to listen to and i'm just Uh, You know, you could do that, but the the beauty of the local church and and why we gather each Sunday is that God has a word specifically for you that he has given to me to give to you. So you may be, you know, you can learn a lot from other pastors and other sermons that are better, but at the same time, you're not going to get the word that is for today, for you, for this purpose, for this church where we are in Red Bank at this time. He's got, we are here for a reason. We've been here 175 years. Um, so, so yeah, a, you know, I'm not even sure if I answered your question. I've been going, but but I, I would just say it's it's it's. I'm not going to say it's a, a an easier life, but it's it's more uh, life on my terms as far as timing, and and uh, and uh, learning what I need to do as far as the church meeting with people, making sure that I'm connecting with the leaders of the church, raising up leaders in the church at the same time, connecting with the lost, connecting with folks outside the church that I know don't know the Lord, and uh, uh, making sure I, I get new uh, new relationships with folks and, and try to get opportunities where, you know, the Lord may use me to to share a truth into their life so they can come to know Him.
1: You know, I think one thing that um, you mentioned, meeting people and, and getting to know people outside of the church in the community— uh, something that you and Josh actually both have in common is you're both CrossFit guys.
2: Uh, oh. Jo- yeah. Josh Josh really? is a
1: CrossFit guy and and I know from from Josh's experience with CrossFit that's been a good way to engage in that way. I know you have stories about that being a good way, Josh. What is it like? What is it like being the pastor at a CrossFit gym?
0: Well, I I tell you it that's been a huge blessing for me. I it's um I find a lot of, and maybe you find this too, Josh. That, you know, there are a lot of things with CrossFit that are, that are the same as the church. You're going through a painful situation together. I mean, if you think about mm-hmm. the early church, right? You're going through a painful situation together. You're you're there to encourage one another, to keep each other accountable, to make sure that the, you know, what you're striving for, your goals are are completed. It's not the the beauty of CrossFit. It's not like a regular gym where you go and work out, you don't talk to anybody. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's more of a kind of a family kind of context. And if, if you, if you engage yourself, uh, in a, in a CrossFit box, uh, that's what we call the, the gyms, their boxes. Um, you get to know, uh, to meet a lot of people and a lot of different people, with a lot of different viewpoints. And, um, and it just gives you it gives you an opportunity to show shine the light of Christ in, in people's lives and I it's it's been an incredible incredible blessing for me. Uh, I, I've been at the same CrossFit box for four years now. The owners of the box the the girl actually had her own uh, you know workout studio and the, and the and the guy was a CrossFit guy and then they they combined the the two gyms once they started dating and uh, I had the privilege of of marrying them. Cool. And so I was able to you know during that during that, uh, service, I was able to, to share the gospel with a, a whole CrossFit crew. So then I, you know, at that point it was known that I was the, you know, kind of the pastor. Right. And so as I developed relationships there. I'm able to, to talk to folks. I mean, people, you know, s- slowly but surely, I mean, it's a, you know, relationship witnessing, you know, it takes a long time to, to, to get people to be comfortable with you, but you know, folks, I'll hang out. I'll make it a, a point to hang out after a workout. And, uh, and give opportunities to talk to people get to know new people and uh and i've had wonderful conversations with people sharing and i've been able to meet with folks and and, and talk about the lord and i actually had a you know have a couple that are going to the church now so it's been great and i and i try to use crossfit in a lot of my uh a lot of my sermons in fact the one last week was you know we had just finished the the murph josh yes just, oh my josh. goodness but, <laughs> so i you know i I, I did a, a sermon on the privilege of suffering, you know, mm-hmm. and, and talked about, you know, there, there's something about going through uh, pain in honor of, of of, somebody else, you know, and at CrossFit they have the, these hero wads that, that honor fallen soldiers, and and, and you're, and they're tougher than any other workouts, wads are workouts of the day, uh, they're tougher than any other workouts that, that they have there. and. But the purpose is, is as you're going through this pain and you're, you're about ready to quit, you, you think about the person who died for you, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and so you, so you bring that in. And, and so what, as Christians, you know, if I, and, and I and I use Froning, Rich Froning mm-hmm. as an example, uh, you know, Christian CrossFitters, you know, he, he talks about how he, you know, would think about Christ's suffering on the cross as he's going through the suffering of a workout. You know, and he's a four-time champion within the CrossFit Games and— um, and so i kind of brought that into the sermon you know that you know as christians you know they we are we suffer in this world and, and we're jesus told us we were going to suffer in this world uh, but you know as we're going through the suffering and i think that part of the part of the joy you know as the apostles found after they were flogged and everything else is that you know you, you think about what christ suffered for you as you're going through the suffering and 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 after you do some suffering, you, you do have sort of a joy. I mean, after finish the Murph, if, if you did it, Josh, you know, you had this joy of, hey, you know, I, can, I completed something. And in some small way, way I brought honor to this, to, to Michael Murphy, Lieutenant Michael Murphy, mm-hmm. who died for me. Uh, so the same thing with Christ, you know, in some small way, my suffering has brought glory and honor to uh, somebody who uh, sacrificed himself for me.
2: I love the Murph because, like, this year was my first year doing it. So... Um, but it was it was a great example of not only remembering uh, Murphy and his sacrifice, but also like CrossFit. What I know the box that I go to, it's very much like everybody's there, everybody's hanging out, everybody's encouraging you while you're going through this grueling workout. Yeah, and and it's one it, like I I love it because I. Sometimes I wish the church was more like that. Yeah, because it's it's like you see people that who are suffering, and at like CrossFit, it's very much like it doesn't matter how long it takes you. Right? You're gonna you go at the pace that you can go at, and right. that's kind of how life how life is, where we're all getting we're all moving closer to heaven as Christians, and we're all supposed to be moving closer to Christ, and some of us are gonna go quicker than others, and some of us are gonna go as fast as we possibly can and like just being at the gym for murph and watching like i'm sitting there i'm on my last set of air squats i'm struggling i i'm thinking about the run the mile run that's coming up and i'm like oh my goodness and i have i have my friend and one of the coaches her name's katie and she's just like she's like you can do it you got this you're almost done you're almost there remember who you're doing this for remember why you're doing this you got this and then when i'm on the run i got another coach sitting there going you like running next to me going you got this and a lot of times i've like tell me what you think like when it comes to church a lot of times we just watch people go through suffering and we just watch them yeah
0: yeah i I tell you what and that's i have the same experience in fact you know i'm I'm doing murph and you know i did the rx division with the uh the vest the vest and everything and so you know i'm I'm one of the older guys in the box, and and, and so I'm I'm, I'm suffering. I'm, I'm dead last in the RX division now, you know. We're coming up uh, over an hour right now, I, I did a lot better last year, but now so we're around the hour mark, and uh, a, a younger guy who, who's become a good friend, you know, friends with uh, he, uh, now you know, this is for time, you know. People are trying to get the best time that they can at this workout, right, and this guy, this guy finished his, uh, all the, uh, you know, the pull-ups and the push-ups and the air squats and everything. and. And so he's about ready to run it, go out and and, and, fin- and do his last mile run. And he sees me not finished. So he stops. Like he doesn't, he doesn't even care about his time, right? The clock's ticking. He doesn't care. He, he, he comes back to encourage me as well as other folks all around me, you know, making sure I have to work out. And then, and then he waits for me to do the mile run and, and he's, and we're doing the mile run together and he could probably, you know smoke me uh, you know i think it probably took me 15 minutes for that last mile run you know and uh and, and he was there the whole time and making sure i didn't stop making sure i didn't quit making sure and 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 yeah you know i, I find and i'm finding this more and more you know and, and this is what i think we have to realize as a church is is that uh, the the big church is that you know there's stuff being done outside in the, in the secular world world so to speak that actually do things better than we do <laughs> and and it's 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 eye-opening it's eye-opening and and but I, I think we have to be we have to be aware of that and we have to learn from it and we have to and we have to come alongside that and connect with that you know i mean the the the, the crossfit has taken office because it's not just a work it's not working out with people it offers community people out there are desperate for community i mean god wired us that way right that's why the church is supposed to work we're supposed to be a community, you know, we're supposed to love one another, meet one another, and know each other's needs, and pray for one another, and take care of each other. And you know, the American church—I mean, not that we don't do that—but you know, it's, it's become, I think, for a lot of people, just like I come on Sunday, you know, I hear a nice message, and you know, we have all the production, and the music was good, or the music wasn't good, or whatever, and then I go home, and I'm not connecting with folks during the week. I'm not. I'm not sharing, you know, what I'm going through and people aren't sharing with me what they're going through. And that, and that's, at CrossFit, it, that's what people are doing every day. You know, they're working out, they're they're encouraging one another, and afterwards they're, they're, they're talking about the stuff that they're going through. I hear people talking about the stuff that they're going through with their kids and stuff that they're doing. And and that's what, I'm like, man, this is what the church is supposed to be doing. You yeah. Know? Uh, yeah, they're feeling, they're feeling, now granted, we have Jesus Christ and, and the power of the Holy Spirit that, you know, we have a better alternative and yet but we're not we're not doing it well i don't think and 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 so as a pastor you know i'm learning all this stuff and another thing i found and i think this is where the church it has to lead uh really i mean you look at our nation our nation is so divided right oh yeah if if the church doesn't figure out how to bridge this gap then then how can we expect anybody else to i mean this is our job to figure out how we can have relationships and talk to people that we have different opinions different opinions with,
2: right? Because let me tell
0: you something. Uh, and, and Cody, you remember, uh, you know, we have the, the John Bon Jovi uh, Soul Kitchen, uh, and, and and the John Bon Jovi Foundation, and, and the Soul Kitchen is just, it's just wonderful for, um, for this area. They they provide a, it's basically a restaurant, and and high quality food, very uh, wonderful atmosphere. But they make it so folks who, who who can't afford a nice dinner to get out, they could come there for free. And then other folks like ourselves who who could afford a nice dinner would go there uh, and help offset the the cost and and actually we have and 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 the, and the folks that get the you know that would eat for free also would they they make them volunteer to to work or clean up. and and it's just it's a beautiful thing. and they, and they'll so you'll sit at a table with somebody that, you know, I was going through a difficult time in life, and uh, um, so you get to learn people, and it, it really it opens up communication. Uh, I'm involved with uh, over the winter time. They were heavily involved with others within the community. Uh, I remember uh, Pastor Porter over at Pilgrim Cody, and oh, yeah. uh, uh, some uh, folks within the mental health uh, area in, the, in in our town, and uh, politicians in our town, and everything. We we put together a uh, a team to to make sure that the homeless during the winter time had a had a place to to go and uh uh, the the other church uh, the pilgrim baptist church in town had a uh, had a home that they converted through some grants and other donations to to make it a warming center and so i was involved in the committee with all these folks now you know you know you know i'm getting to know like you know the rabbi in town who's a wonderful man and and, there's also people but and most of these people I could say that are probably on, on, a, on the opposite sides of me from a political standpoint from you know from the theological standpoint uh, a lot of them and yet they are doing a better job of providing for the poor and the homeless than you know than we're doing you know you know they yeah. they, they and and so it's like okay why do we have this divide you know' Let's put aside our differences and, and and focus on the things where where we want the same things. You know we just we're, we're coming at it from different angles and different directions. And you know, I, you know I'm a, a white guy that was you know raised in a middle class town. Uh, so the experiences that I've've I've, and this is what I've come to understand, you know, as a pastor as the Lord has worked in me and given me a greater capacity for love and and uh, empathy and compassion. Uh, that i didn't have before i'm gonna say this is again back to this it's, it's all, all a god thing yeah but uh, i i finally realized okay you know what people didn't experience the same life that i've experienced so obviously they're not going to have the same opinions about things they're not going to have the same view as i do and so it's really starting to <clears throat> you know I, it, it doesn't mean i have to agree with where they're coming from but i have to understand where they're coming from, so we can have at least have dialogue and mutual respect for one another. And I think it's important that the church does this because, you know, we, we have these prejudged notions folks have towards us and we have towards them, maybe uh, because of how they line politically or whatever else. And You know, there's things that we have a lot of things in common and, you know, and and a lot of things that that these folks are doing uh, have a heart that Jesus would have, like for the poor and so forth, that they're doing a better job sometimes than we are. And, you know, let's let's get beyond this, start working together and be a witness to and and change people's attitudes, attitudes towards us and and our attitudes towards them. And, and, uh, you know, start breaking down these 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 walls, start breaking down these prejudices, because it's, like I said, if, if we don't fix this, if the church doesn't fill this gap and figure this out, then we're doomed. I mean, we right. really are. I, I mean, and, and we're called to figure this out. And, and the church has made incredible amounts of mistakes uh, on some of these issues. So I... And I'm not saying it's easy, uh, you know, a lot of times I had to bite my lip, you know, and I get through some <laughs> yeah. conversations. But, you know, I, I, the whole time I'm praying, praying for grace, praying for the right words that that maybe I could see some you know, something that uh, to shed the light of Christ into somebody's life or or to open my eyes, you know, so I can learn something, you know, how how do I connect better with, you know. Uh, with folks, you know, I, I can connect well with 50-year-old white guys that uh, you know worked on Wall Street, you know. But yeah. <laughs> but how do I connect with other folks, who, you know, uh, in the community, you know? And so and, and God teaches you that again. He he, it's it's amazing what he does if you rely on him. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. We I look at the our, our church and I'm like, you know, there's so much more, not my particular church but the church as a whole like there's so much more i think uh, of an impact we can make and there's some churches that are obviously doing it but i i just feel like that there's there's more (laughs) there's more we can be doing we're and we're we're creating boundaries for people to hear the gospel that just aren't necessary i mean as as followers of jesus christ and, and this is what i tell folks that i may have a different opinion with on stuff i go my job is not to judge you my job is not to judge you my job is to introduce you to the love and forgiveness offered uh, through Jesus Christ and His resurrection, and and if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then then you get the gift of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will work in you, and, and work with you uh, uniquely. You know, He He works with us. Uh, as individuals, right? So he, he deals with us in our, in our sin and our choices in our lives based on what we've experienced in our lives, based on the hurt that we felt, you know, we've been going through and, and why we make the choices that we make. And, uh, you know, I, I look at my life and what Jesus, what, what Jesus did for me, and it's like, thank God he didn't, like, a, a, you know, make me have everything figured out, you know, before I, I came to know him or... or, or you know, thank God he didn't. When I did come to know him, he just didn't say, "Okay, here are all your sins," and just dumped it on me like a dump truck. You know, to, to try to right. figure out. He he worked with me one at a, you know one step at a time, one sin at a time, and, and 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 in a unique way based on you know what I've experienced in my life, and, and and it's wonderful and it's beautiful, and we we try to take the job of the Holy Spirit and start judging people before they. It's. I think we we just mess things up. Uh, I think we just we haven't allowed God to do what He needs to do in, in people's lives as individuals. So let's just concentrate on bringing uh, the the gospel. You know, I mean, what, what 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 the early church? If you look at what they, you know, what do they preach? You know, uh, Jesus is is the Christ and He's raised from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but pretty much that's it. You know, <laughs> and <laughs> it, you can you know you can have eternal life through him if, if if you believe that he is the Christ and what he's done for you on the cross, and that's it. You know, uh, we didn't get in and all this other stuff. Let yeah. let the Holy Spirit take over that stuff. And I, again, that doesn't mean that we don't have to have difficult conversations. That doesn't mean that we that we we don't stick to the truth and, and we tell the truth and we and we tell people uh, the truth uh, in love. But gosh, you got to start leading with 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 the gospel and with love and let the other stuff kind of fall uh, let God take care of that uh, as he does and, and give us the grace and, and the words and everything by the power of the Holy Spirit to, to deal with people as individuals and, and not as category categories you know so anyway yeah. that's how I'm, I'm looking at things now things that uh, the Lord's kind of pressed on my heart on how to how to deal with this stuff because um, I mean you, you know uh, Josh you know CrossFit's gone through some stuff as far mm-hmm. as the gay community Concern. And uh, so that, you know how, how do you, yep. folks, you know, how do you connect with folks, you know, and you got to be able to got to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, so let's try to figure this out and not be afraid of it, but, but work through it and, and, and let let God be God and do what he needs to do in people's lives and, and let us just love people. <laughs> you know, let's
2: just love people. Amen to that. Now, so it sounds like you guys are actually really involved in connecting with the community in Red Bank. Is that right?
0: I'm I'm trying to, and and the beauty of it is, is like a lot of this stuff wasn't my, wasn't my efforts. You know, I, again, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, but, but, but God, you know, if you rely on, on the Lord, he he just kind of brings you the opportunities. And uh, Pastor Porter, uh, who's uh, another American Baptist uh, pastor for a church on the predominantly African-American church uh, on the, on the West side of Red Bank, the, uh, his church is just phenomenal about getting involved in in, in the community, and and uh, I've known uh, Pastor Porter. We we went back. We were on the uh, on the state board for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes together. He used to play football for the Bears, um, and uh, you know, just a just a wonderful wonderful man, very connected with the community. And 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 you know, when I when I became kind of a new pastor, he just. He reached out to me and started getting me uh, involved in some of this stuff. You know, he was the one that got me involved in this homeless initiative. And uh, and then through that, I meet other people. And I met this wonderful rabbi on the other side of uh, the town. And and again, we are very far apart uh, politically, uh, theologically, and all sorts of things. But we've come to respect one another and love one another uh really as because you know his church or his i'm sorry his uh, synagogue does wonderful things for the community for the poor for uh you know they they go on trips down to south carolina to help with the flooding and you know all the same Mm -hmm. stuff that we would do you know and and again it's they're they're, they're coming about it from a different angle but you know it's funny i had a conversation with him when uh the, the the hearings for the uh, Supreme Court uh, mm-hmm. justice, um, Gorsuch,
2: not Gorsuch, um, Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh. Yeah,
0: thank you. But that whole thing, and and he said to me, look, you know, you wouldn't want you wouldn't want your daughter to be abused, and you wouldn't want and and you wouldn't want your and I wouldn't want my son to be falsely accused. I mean, we we both had the same, we both had the same desires. It's just uh, how, how we go about getting the truth and, and, uh, and how to um, you know how to work through that so that's the same thing we both we both don't want poverty we both don't want the homeless to suffer we both want to help so we come at it from different angles or different philosophies but the bottom line is we want we want what's good so for the community so we can figure this out
2: okay because I like my question my follow-up question to that would then be just what are some of the lessons that you've learned? Uh, just reaching out and connecting with other congregations, other groups uh, groups that are different from your church. what are things that God has taught you through that process? I know it's a little bit of a loaded question but well
0: I, I would just say this you know for for all of us right you, you got to rely on the Holy Spirit you know for these type of engagements because otherwise you you'll get your own, Feelings you'll get you 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 you'll get ruffled up sometimes uh, and then you get defensive and then uh you know you may say things that you shouldn't say and as a Christian and uh, or get involved and uh, so so you, so don't be afraid to connect with folks that you know are different than you that you know have different opinions than you do in fact I would say as a church like I've said we we've got to get over this and 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 the Holy Spirit enables this pray for opportunities uh, that that might happen and then step uh, not in fear but in knowing that 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 the Lord is behind you on it and uh, will give you the the words that you need to say will give you the uh, patience that you need Uh, will tell you to bite your lip when you you know (laughs) at at times and give you opportunities I mean we, we need to just build relationships so you have mutual respect for one another you know, to, to say I'm a Baptist pastor in in, in New Jersey, in the Northeast, uh, people have different con- uh, connotations of what it means to be Baptist. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah Baptist uh, is is very different depending on what part of the country you're in. It means
0: yeah. different thing. It means different things. And, it, and I would say probably uh, it's either neutral or negative. You know, it's not a positive.
2: Yeah, agreed. Uh,
0: and so how do I get... You know the initial contact, and, and even with people, maybe I would meet at CrossFit or anything. So it would, would be, you know, this is a guy that I, I I've already I already prejudged what he, uh, you know, where he comes from politically, what he thinks about this issue, what he thinks about that issue, and and they may be right, you know, in that. But the idea is to show them that you're more than that, that you're human, and that you you love people and that you um, respect people regardless of of who they are or what you know what they stand for, and that and god will, will help you through that i mean that's i mean that's what jesus did right i mean you know yeah he had the grace to you know it's full of grace and full of truth and so he had the grace to uh love people uh but at the same time when the timing was right you know to tell them the truth uh yeah. about their sin in their life and and, and whatever and, and and so rely on him to do that but I, I think if we're gonna err let's we should err on the side of grace and not on the side of beating people up uh, over, right. the, over the valley uh, truths of the bible uh, i would lead with with love and let the other stuff fall where it falls and, and rely on the holy spirit for that. yeah
2: okay
1: yeah i think one of the one of the most um one of our driving factors in starting this podcast, Steve, is actually something that uh, began in me while I was out in in Red Bank, in in New Jersey. See, in where where Josh and I grew up here in Northeast Ohio, there there are big churches around, big churches that are able to do big things. You know, a couple thousand people. Uh, my experience on the East Coast, and I, maybe I'm I'm wrong in this. Those those types of churches, those types of congregations aren't as prevalent in in the new jersey area and so there there was this if we're going to make a big impact as christianity we're going to have to put aside our our denominational differences and and we're gonna have to start thinking about working together and that's a big reason why we wanted to start this podcast, was to get people from from all over talking about their ministries, talking about what's going on in different parts of the country, what, what it's like in different parts of, of the country being a Christian. And, you know, I think one of the things that we get comfortable with is when we have these really big churches that can do so much we all of a sudden look to that church to do everything and we stop working together or or just in general we have our own little fiefdoms i know you've used that word in the past right we all have our own <laughs> little fiefdoms where we're comfortable and and we don't get out of that and and i think red bank is is a perfect place to begin doing that and and you know i know it's something that's been strived for and and constantly pursued there's some people who buy in and some people who don't and and it's really it's it's amazing to see the impact when you just kind of you break down the walls you let it go and you start connecting with different churches with different people and the people you can reach in the greater community i think grows so much more when you just break down those walls and start working together
0: yeah absolutely i mean and this is the bottom line i, I really think for us to create, as, as you said, create our own fiefdoms where we each have our own you know, youth ministry, we each have our own women's ministry, we each have our own this, and our own buildings, our own, you know, are, are we really putting God's resources to work uh, effectively? Like, 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 why not join ministries where, you know, you see that a church that, uh, you, know, you know, Bible-based church, obviously, you know, uh, but uh, the one that's, that's theologically in line with yours, uh, even if it's a different domino- denomination, and and they have a, uh, you know, say a youth group that's that's thriving. What, why, why recreate the wheel? You know, you're if you're struggling here, and you have you know four four kids at your uh, your youth group, and and the one down the street has forty kids. You know, why not? Why not do stuff together? You know, uh, let let the kids, the the, the the youth group with four people, see that. Hey, there's a lot more kids out here that are that are Christ followers. You know, than, than I'm seeing in my little group. And, and you know, I just think we waste a lot of resources uh, when we don't work together. And and it is a huge. It's also a huge testimony to the world when we see uh, churches and, and even you know, if if I do stuff, you know, with a with my my rabbi buddy I mean even even to, to do things that are good to, because we have people have this perception out here that we are trying to be our own little clubs or our own and and so to work together it's a huge testimony to the world as well and um, so so yeah I, I, one of the things we're trying to do now or at least we're redoing some rooms within the church and and some of the congregation knows this they hear this, they hear this they'll hear this, be like wait a minute i didn't know that was your vision uh but but, but in all honesty i you know we we i, I look at we, we've redone a few of the rooms you know one room uh we've made look more kind of like a coffee house and uh we we've we've started a nine o'clock uh service in there that's very laid back, you know, none of the uh, what I would call the pomp and circumstance uh, of, of a traditional service. It's, you know, it's funny, it, it, we have our our services are called contemporary services because we use, you know, a band sometimes and, and and contemporary music in our services. So we're no longer traditional. But, but what we don't realize is that. <laughs> Our contemporary service is really the traditional church, the traditional yeah. church. You know, because I mean? yeah. uh, that's been the contemporary service since, wow, 1980. You're no longer contemporary. <laughs> contemporary, <laughs>
1: contemporary is a, a fluid firm, uh, term. <laughs> uh,
0: so, so yeah, so so our new contemporary uh, service uh, is a, is very laid back. It's uh, you know it's in this kind of uh, coffee house kind of setting. We we serve coffee. We have bagels. Uh, it's more of a come sit down. I, I would preach the same message, but it's more intimate. You know, we have like 30 to 40 people that show up in there, you know, it's, it's, it's just really cool. You know, I, and, and again, there's none of the, the stuff that, um, may, people may be fearful who aren't church, uh, raised in the church or whatever, you know, some of the stuff uh, that we do. Um, so I, it's like, the whole look at it okay what can I do what can I do with the church building what can I do with my church services what can I do so that there's no barrier to people hearing the gospel you know how, how can I figure this out how can I make this so welcoming and so easy that it's that people will come and and they won't be feel weird you know we won't do some weird practice that uh, <laughs> that they're just like they're, they're not you know what are they doing yeah. uh, why are they yeah. holding hands right <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's oh, one of those churches, <laughs> right? My
0: weird, my weird people out for, for that. You know, you know what? Why do they have all these guys with suits up there, uh, passing out this bread stuff? What is, right. you know, what is going on? Uh, to make it a little bit more, um, just different. You know, so we do communion different in that service. We do. Uh, we don't even do a collection. You know, we just say, you know, there's stuff. There's a thing in the back. If you want to, if you have a check, otherwise, go on the website and give, you know, electronically. So we just do things completely differently. And it's it's, it's been somewhat successful, I would say, uh, at least in uh, at least, uh, not intimidating to invite somebody to, let's just say. Yeah. But anyway, my, my whole thing is that each room we're trying to redo in such a way where it can be multipurpose. So that yeah. room, that coffee kind of shop is also, we have groups that meet there, groups, support groups that aren't necessarily uh, Christian, but, uh, you know, like we have AA groups, we have uh, a group that deals with... Uh, uh parents dealing with the loss of of teenagers dying from you know uh, drug overdose you know we get that's that can be kind of an epidemic uh, around these part i mean it's all over the nation all now, over, but, it's, yeah. but it's it's something that you have to deal with and so here again this is a uh it was put together by a, a couple of parents that uh, that went through it uh, and they uh it's not that it's Anti faith, you know, they point point to like the AA groups with uh, you know a higher power to get you through it, and your faith to get you through it. Um, but um, but again, they 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 found a, a need and they're filling it. So what can I learn? How, you know, how can I learn from that, and how can I support that? So we you know we let all these folks use the our rooms, and and it, it, you know I want people to say you know if I don't think that will happen, but you know we've been here 175 years, but you know, our, the congregation has a lot of congregations have gotten smaller over the years, and it's 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 no small amount of money to keep a building and everything else going. So, God forbid that you know uh, the church ceases to exist. Um, I don't want people to drive by the corner and go and, and forget like what what was that? You know what was there before there were condos? You know, before right, before that <laughs> right, Before that restaurant went in, there, what 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 was that? You know, I want people to to be sad you know to be saying oh you know that was that was the place where I used to meet for uh, for my uh, for my group or for my AA 12 step group or, or, or whatever it was or I, I went to church there once or I went to a wedding there once right you know I want people to remember I want us to have an impact in the in the uh, community so uh, opening these opening up our rooms creating uh, fixing up our rooms so they can be multi-purpose both for church purposes and uh for community purposes uh we have a you know a red bank business group that meets in there we have uh, you know other folks we're trying to get you know uh over the summer maybe to get the young um uh, moms with with their kids you know to to meet in there and uh mm-hmm. You know, again, offer coffee to the community for free and, uh, and good coffee, too, not like junky stuff. There you go. That's that's <laughs> right? what you that's want right you there. That's how you get people. <laughs> yeah, Don't yeah, chance yeah. on the coffee. Food and coffee. I mean, that's how Baptist people get That's how we
1: get people.
0: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, if it works, it works,
1: right? Hey, FBC Red Bank. Anyone who's listening, if you're thinking about going to the First Baptist Church of Red Bank and there's going to be food at an event, I promise you it will be phenomenal. It's, food is good. Food is food always is. good.
0: Right. I got to preach on gluttony every once in a while. But, <laughs> right, um, right. <laughs> but, yeah, so, it, so that's the whole thing. So, so in that, thinking along those terms, right, uh, we look at our, our sanctuary, right? And and, and and here's here's a conversation maybe for another day. But you look at the sanctuary, and uh, it's, just, it's the biggest part of the building that is empty for all but two hours. Yeah. <laughs> a week. I mean— talking about wasting God's resources, right? I mean, how can you bless the community with that space? Uh, and how can we make that space that could be used for multi-purpose? You know, I, 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 a guy was visiting our church that was from, uh, from England and, uh, you know, uh, over there, they're going through the same or uh, been or ahead of us as far as the, the, the culture, uh, being anti, uh, church, so to speak. And, right. Uh, he had a you know he was part of a church over there that actually had like 400 members which is like huge for over there I mean, oh yeah un, unheard of but they 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 made their sanctuary in such a they redid their sanctuary in such a way where all the they didn't have pews anymore they had chairs and stuff but everything could be moved out and that room became they made it like a like a kid zone you know they brought in like all the the ball things and all this sort of stuff. And they allowed the community to come in for three hours every day, Monday through Friday with their kids and play. And it was actually, they actually handed some of the stuff over to the community to take, to take over. And they would provide it, you know, just give us five bucks and we'll give you coffee and we'll give you the space. So cheap. And uh, it was, it was a way to to, to bless the community with it. And then the, the folks within the community would then help, uh, break that all down and get the get the sanctuary ready for for sunday services and then monday they would come in or a sunday night they would come in you know folks within the community and help the church break it all down and get it ready for the thing so it, it was a way to engage with the community uh you know folks um uh, folks join the church because of that I, again mm-hmm. people that people yeah. need to see that that you know we're not just this this building that like that's that gets closed up and, and people drive by saying, you know, what do you have to, you know, what is that? You know, yeah. what, what goes on there? You know, what, what, you know, I, I, or so anyway, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking through, yeah. you know, how, how do we use God's resources yeah. uh, better in, in a way that, uh, and then we can have whole theological discussions about the sanctuary. And this is yeah, stuff absolutely. I have to <laughs> have to educate, uh, you know, folks, I mean, you know, when Christ was crucified, you know, that curtain was torn in two, you know, we, we, we yeah. have the Holy Spirit, Spirit with us. So at any, any, any place that we are gathered together is, is holy. So, you know, let's not thinking some room is more special than another room. You know, I, it's, so it's getting beyond that. Trying to, try to get folks to, to be more open is to, you know, let, let, let just life, the life you live as a Christian, just kind of flow a little better into your everyday life and yeah. not make this, make it what we've made it. Right. I mean, we made say this thing that we go to and we, and we had this production and then Mm -hmm. there's this one event and then we go on with our lives and it's like, that was never how it was supposed to be. Right. Uh, It was supposed to be, you know, in our houses, you know, in our backyards, you know, you know, so, you know, it's trying to get, educate the, the body to, to start thinking along those lines. Um, and just be, you know, not weird about it. Just be natural yeah. about it, and rely, and rely on the Holy Spirit. I mean, the, the early church was like praying for the for boldness, you know, uh, as they're being persecuted, which is crazy, you know. Yeah. We'd be, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was Andy Stanley had a good thing on that. He's like, yeah, we'd be we'd be praying for protection, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. Get, get we'll me out of here. Me. <laughs> get, protect me, protect me. <laughs> and, and, and this church was like, no, no, give us the boldness so we can continue to, to, to preach the word. We right. want to be like, louder.
2: <laughs> we want yeah, more but, attention. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, how awesome is that? You know, so yeah. we've lost, a, I think we've lost a little bit of an edge because we haven't been relying on the Holy Spirit. And so that's my testimony. I mean, when yeah. you rely on the Holy Spirit, it's amazing what he can do through you. And it is um, uh, amazing to be used, used by God for his glory. I mean, yeah. I mean there's, like, like I say, there's no, there's no greater, uh, life. There's no greater purpose for life, um than that and and it's not just for pastors only it's for all of us as followers of jesus christ this is yep. what it's all about this is the abundant life so figure it out yeah. <laughs> and get out there and uh, be used by the lord you yeah. know uh, one small steps at a time and that's what i was trying to teach the the congregation you know so, you know, i i showed a video of uh testimony about this chinese church and all that they have to go through you know and it's like man it that just just makes us so lame, you know. look so lame as far as our oh yeah,
1: family. man. They've got a. They, I mean, in China, you have to really try to be faithful. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's no joke.
0: It's no joke. I mean, just to just to read a Bible, you know, forget about it. And and so we we're blessed with all these wonderful things and being able to meet together and and, and worship together. And, I, and it's great that we have this. And we we all have Bibles. We all have. Uh, and yet we take it. We kind of take that for granted, you know. Yeah. Um, And it's not the priority in our lives. And it's like, you know, until it's taken from us. And then we'll realize how we absconded with such a great blessing, you know. So it's kind of waking up. So, you know, we can't be maybe as bold as as these folks yet. But, you know, let's start sharing sermons on Facebook. You know, how tough is that? You
1: know, it's not tough at all to click a button. (laughs) button.
0: You have to be bold enough to identify yourself as a Christian. So click the button. Right. (laughs) uh, and, and, you know, you're not going to get arrested. You're not going to be thrown in jail. You're not going to be persecuted. You know, you may, somebody might unfriend you, but other than that, you know, it's not a huge, <laughs> not a yeah. huge thing, uh, mm-hmm. to share. And, 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 and to, you know, it's amazing. I mean, I think Facebook is, can be the greatest tool for evangelism, um, if done right. And, oh, yeah. uh, and, and having, having educating folks, you know, just to click the button and, and the amount of people. <laughs> Uh, we'll come across, you know, we, we're, we're, what we're doing now, Cody, is, you know, our sermon is trying to get the gist of the sermon, a 40-minute sermon, into like three to five minutes, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, have- your little like two, three-minute clips. That's it,
0: and just try to get wet people's appetite, or have at least enough in the three-minute clip to, to, to bring some sort of truth into people's lives, right? So, so you know, you share that, you know, and um, and that seems to be seems to be working. But you get people just to do the little things, you know, the little things, you know, pray. We're we're having a big prayer initiative over the over the summer, you know. We're we're looking at, like I said, we're going through the Book of Acts, and it's like, man, they they just prayed and they prayed and they prayed for one another, and they relied on the Holy Spirit, and you know, let's 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 get back to that. Let's figure out how we can make that a priority in our, yeah. in our lives. And again, you know, you're teaching the same stuff, uh, but it's we, we hope that through this, um, if people take it seriously and really make it a priority, we will see the movement of God here because uh, yeah. it's that's, it's it's needed, as you know, uh, Cody, in this area. Um, it's it's we I I feel like we're the the northeast is the front lines as far as. Uh, yeah uh, but, mm-hmm. oh yeah and everything else uh and it, it's funny uh, the, the lord bless us with it with a guy who started coming to our church Just a wonderful guy you know a texas guy you know uh he was a uh, pastor's kid and just you know just wonderful he just got involved the, the minute he, he he came to the church and he, he he played keyboards and he was one of the reasons why he we could get this nine o'clock service in the in the coffee house going, you know, because uh, now we have more you know, music, musicians, and he kind of just took that over, and it was wonderful. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Until you know, he his uh, the office in New York got closed down. Ah. So he, he had to get another. He, and he took a job in back in Texas. So he's he's leaving us next week, <clears throat> and uh, you know, so I had this had this argument with the lord you know, as, as we wrestle i'm like i'm like really dude you're, you're taking you're taking guys away from from us and bringing them to the bible belt i mean uh-huh. shouldn't it shouldn't be the- <laughs> right. I, I need guys in the bible belt to come to new jersey right how about bringing some folks from texas and tennessee you know and, you know get these guys up here you know yeah yeah <laughs> but uh so well I, but again when, when the lord shuts a door you opens another so i'm i'm uh I, I can't wait to see what he has in store. He hasn't given up on us, I, I, I don't think. So I hope to be here for uh, the church to be here for another 175 years.
1: Steve, man, I'm so thankful for, for all you've shared with us. We're going to begin wrapping here. But before, before we yeah. go, I got uh, one final question. Just what is your favorite part about being a pastor? You can only say one thing. What's your favorite part about being a pastor?
0: Seeing God work in somebody's life through you. Um, And again, that's not just, I mean, we all can have that. Uh, We're all called to do that. But there is something about, you know, just being able to share your own life, your own testimony uh, to help somebody who's going through something difficult in their lives, uh, to give them hope and to just see their eyes kind of light up when they finally get it. You know, and, and, and yeah, I've had, you know, people shared the, the, the sermon that I had last week, uh, you know, that was kind of CrossFit related. And uh, it was shared, first it was shared, the, the coach at CrossFit shared it in our, our private page on Facebook. And, it, and the comments, and, and other, other folks shared it, and the comments that people wrote about me um, were just so incredibly touching. You know, you, you never even knew that you were making an impact. You know, and then God gave me this blessing of folks saying, you know, uh, stuff about me that I, you know, would never uh, say about myself, which was just very nice. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And, and very affirming. And and so it's it's amazing. Uh, God can do so much through each of us. I mean, just so, so much if, if you let them and, and people can see Christ in you. And that's the biggest blessing when, when, when people start to see Christ in you, um, and that you can glorify him through your life. Uh, and again, you know, we have to deal with the struggle of not taking the glory ourselves, but, yeah, uh, but you know, it's, it's, that's the biggest blessing. So that's, that for me, that is that's the best that's the best thing about uh being a pastor is you know is the relationships that you develop right. that god brings the opportunities that god brings across your path to to touch a life with uh, the love of christ
1: very good thank you so much steve and steve if anybody from our audience wants to check out some of the ministry you're doing what are, what are some places they could go like what what would be a good website if they wanted to check out the sermons or anything like that
0: yeah well everything is on our our website uh fbc that's first baptist church fbc com uh so you can find all our sermons are uh, are there under the gathering tab uh we'll have our sermons there um and uh yeah so if you want to do that it'd be you know feel free my uh uh the contact us thing we'll have uh, the church uh email addresses and stuff so feel free to give a call or or write an email i I'd be glad to to talk with folks. Anything I could do to help, especially other other pastors that are going through stuff. Um, If my testimony in any way, shape, or form struck a chord with somebody and I can bless somebody, uh, then absolutely. Please don't hesitate.
1: Sounds All right. Good. Thank you, Steve. and Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, this is episode 22 of Raking Coals. If you want to find out more about what we do, we always tell you to head, out, to head over to our website, e43collective.com. That's e43collective.com. You can also find us on Facebook. And please subscribe to this podcast. You can do so on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, please do so. And also, this was a wonderful conversation we had with Steve Brown. And I would love for each and every person, if you can share it on your social media feeds, click a button, let everybody know uh, that God's doing some awesome work in New Jersey. And I just want to say again, thank you all for listening. And as always, we say have a fantastic week and a blessed day. Bye-bye.